And it certainly was a long weekend after that devastating crash of a Canadian snowbird's plane in Kamloops that saw one dead and one injured. Now, the crash happened during Operation Inspiration, where the planes, of course, are flying over the country to put on shows for Canadians during social and physical distancing measures that are keeping most of us at home. And I don't know about you, but when I heard this news on a Sunday, came across as a news bulletin on my phone, I literally just put my head in my hands and I was like, enough, 2020. I've had it. I've had it with you, 2020. And I can only imagine how the people of Nova Scotia are feeling. I mean, again, this happened right across the country in B.C., but uh, the one dead, Captain Jennifer Casey, comes from a Nova Scotia. And, of course, that province has been through so much, not only with the pandemic, but, of course, the mass shooting. Also, some military members that were on that horrific helicopter crash near Greece hailed from that area as well. And now this, with the death of Captain Jennifer Casey. Uh, the operation, by the way, Operation Inspiration, has been suspended following her death. Now, Global News' Morgan Campbell actually knew Jennifer for several years. Jen was a public affairs officer when uh, Morgan transferred to Global News in New Brunswick, and they worked together. Uh, have a listen. Here's uh, some of uh, Morgan Campbell's uh, recollections of Captain Jennifer Casey. Jen was a remarkable person. We met back in 2013 when she was a reporter with Quinny Broadcasting. And then she enlisted with the CF and uh, quickly moved up to become a public affairs officer before joining the Snowbirds. And, you know, this speaks volumes to who she was. She called ahead to CFB Gagetown, and she must have come across my name on a media list out there because it was the first time I ever visited the base. And I walked up, and they said, are, are you Morgan Campbell? And I said, yeah. And they said, oh, we have a spot for you here in the back. Jen Casey called and said that uh, that you're a great reporter and a great friend and that we should take great care of you. And it was like I walked up and they rolled out the red carpet. <laughs> and I couldn't believe um, that Jen did that because I was gone for a couple months. And, um, you know, out of it all, they even even the women said to me, you know, we sail on Wednesdays in Mactaquac if you're, if you're interested. We know what it's like to move to a new, a new area and, and, and not to know anyone. And I think really that story speaks volumes to the type of person she was. That's Global News' Morgan Campbell remembering Captain Jennifer Casey, who tragically died on Sunday during that Snowbirds plane crash. Paul Millette is a retired colonel who served 33 years in the Royal Canadian Air Force he joins us now for more on this on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Colonel, good afternoon. Really appreciate your time with us. Yeah, good afternoon. Thank you. Okay, there's been a lot of questions surrounding the ejector seats in this plane and whether parachutes failed to deploy. Uh, you obviously know these aircrafts well. Is that perhaps the biggest question out there for investigators right now? Well, I think it's certainly one that the investigators are going to zero in on. I mean, from the from the moment that aircraft take uh, uh, took off, uh, the pilot made certain decisions and at some point elected to to begin the ejection sequence. Probably, what one thing they will look at is, you know, was the aircraft in a certain envelope that's going to allow the ejection seat to function well and and for them to survive. Uh, first thing that happens, of course, is the canopy's blown off, the seats seats go out, then there has to be separation. Uh, from the seat in the pilot because his parachute's on his back, and that has to deploy. So if you're at very low levels or certain speeds or pointing downwards uh, and 
and not within these envelopes, your chances of survival are, are razor thin. Uh, and uh, this was obviously the case in that one pilot survived and one didn't, and the passenger didn't. And uh, all the questions will be asked about um, about those responses and whether things worked as as they were supposed to. I'm sure you've seen the video, as we all have. What, if anything, does it tell us that the the plane tried to gain altitude right away? Was that a safety measure or a safety precaution? Uh, obviously, the pilot knew something was wrong, perhaps catastrophically wrong, almost right away after takeoff. Uh, yes, the, the, you know the practice of zooming the aircraft to gain altitude to get into a into a safe envelope is is well known and well and well established, and that's something you would try to do. I mean, this seat probably is a a zero ninety seat, which means zero altitude, ninety knots forward, in order to be able to survive. So you try to get all the altitude you can uh, to give yourself the best chance. So I, I expect uh, that reflex was, was operational when, you're right, as I saw the plane um, try to zoom upwards. Uh, but then what's happened after that is, is tricky. I mean, um, you know, most, most crashes, um, you know, there's various factors that are kicked in. Weather obviously was not there. Uh, pilot error, pilot decisions is usually the, uh, a large component of it. But then there's maintenance error and parts breaking, things like that, and then going back to design uh, of the aircraft from the manufacturer, which, because the aircraft is so old, was, was probably not, a, not an issue. So you're flying it in a certain envelope. Something happens. Uh, the captain, obviously, as being air crew, was uh, um, you know, well-trained in this. However, the passenger was not air crew, and uh, if you're in this razor-thin situation, you know, microseconds are, are going to count here, and you just need some delays in decision, or you're not sitting in the seat properly, and, and you're in big trouble. So all spoke of, all a second ago about uh, pilot decision, and I know pilots, from my understanding, are trained to do everything they can to mitigate risks to the public. And the fact that this plane went down in a, in a residential area, what would that tell us? Well, what that tells me is, and these pilots in, in the Snowbird uh, fraternity, they're extremely experienced, is that he may not have had control, uh, you know, in order to mitigate that. Uh, situation awareness is extremely important to know where you are at all times and what your attitude is and, uh, of the airplane. And uh, once you eject, uh, that airplane is on some kind of ballistic trajectory or something like this. And uh, We've had planes crash into open fields and planes crash into um, you know residential areas in the past. So that, that will have to be worked out in the investigation. Okay. Would that tell us, though, Colonel, that something catastrophic happened and happened quickly then? You're absolutely right. Well, that that's what I would think. Something happened, and and now he's in two seconds, seconds to try to make decisions, and 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 that ejection decision is the key, the key decision. And is he in the is he in the proper escape envelope for them to survive? And then she has to be uh, uh, also uh, making these split second decisions. Captain Richard McDougall was piloting the plane. He was lucky enough to survive this uh, crash, and his testimony will uh, obviously be key in finding out what happened here. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah this, uh, this is an old aircraft. You're not going to get a lot of onboard recorders and sensors and things like this, I don't I don't think. So, yes, he, he is the number one, number one witness there. Well, you know, that was my next question, and you've mentioned this a couple of times during our conversation here, that... 
how old these Tudor airplanes are that the snowbirds uh, fly. And there's been a lot of questions the last day, day and a half. Uh, there was another non-fatal crash involving the snowbirds just last year in Georgia. Are these aircraft, are they safe? Well, they're past their due date for sure, probably 10 years or so past their due date. Uh, you can maintain aircraft. I'm an aerospace engineer. Uh, you can maintain aircraft and by just by replacing almost everything at some point, engines, the works. Uh, well, what you've got to do is, at some point, fatigue is, and 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 cost and risk are all are all going to to escalate. It's like owning a car. You know, you, eventually things uh, things start to break. So you're in that kind of kind of thing. But to me, um, an airplane like that, the biggest issue is policy. I, I mean, really behind it. In other words. You've got the risk climbing, you've got the cost climbing, and you've got certain policies that we're going to operate this aircraft. And we're operating the aircraft in a, in a public relations uh, entertainment kind of uh, mission in which, you know, accidents are going to be just accidents. But the trouble is is, is, is they're 100% foreseeable. So is, is the cost of public relations, you know, is the death of pilots uh, sufficient to uh, to justify the cost of public relations and, and entertainment? And I don't and I don't believe so. Um, you know, this is this is not something. My heart goes out to Captain Casey for sure. And uh, but you know, the, the cost of the thing. I, I think things will happen now. You know, we're into massive, massive debt, and that's going to put huge pressure on military budgets. And I think maybe some of these things are, are going to. Uh, it's their time to go into history that being the snowbirds program itself you believe that this could mark the end of the snowbirds if if i had to say uh yes uh, i i don't think that's either affordable or it's in a, it's in a risk category that makes no sense i mean the military has enough fatalities and training and operations you know without without adding even one life you know to public relations and entertainment i mean uh it makes no sense to me uh, but um, some people think that it's a morale thing and it's it's very, very essential and useful, but uh, I don't agree. I don't agree at all. Joined by returnal, uh, retired Colonel sorry, Paula Millette as we're discussing the Snowbirds' uh, crash and the tragic death of uh, one of their members back on Sunday in Kamloops, uh, B.C., uh, Colonel, what are investigators, what are they likely looking at right now? I mean, obviously, uh, the video that we've seen all over the news, but I would have to imagine there's a lot of witnesses uh, that need to be tracked down that uh, find out what they heard, uh, what they saw. Yes, I, I've been involved in many crashes and time, spent a lot of time in Coal Lake. Um, yeah, it's a well, well, well-practiced procedure that they go through. Um, fuel trucks are impounded, uh, oxygen systems, everything looks for contamination. All the logbooks pilot's logbooks, maintenance, everything gets impounded for the thing. Then they try to just recreate that aircraft from birth to death. You know, what was the maintenance on it, uh, scheduled and unscheduled, and, and from the moment it took off uh, to what happened and the, the dispersion of the wreckage and any toxicology things, um, everything they can think of gets gets factored into these things. And this may take a while, but there will be some preliminary uh, um, uh, you know, sort of reports that'll come out from time to time. But, okay, uh, but suffice to say, answers are not coming uh, quickly. Uh, I've seen reports that this could take upwards of a, of a year before we get a definitive report. If they're complicated, and depending on, on the data, if we've had a lot of witnesses, I mean, civilian witnesses are, are the best, you know, because if I witness something, I put all sorts of predispositions and biases into into what I think I saw. 
whereas civilians are pretty objective and open. So if there were enough people who saw it, you're, you're going to find out the airplane climbed in some way, something happened, and it, and it departed from controlled flight somehow, and whether it was diving into the ground. If it was diving into the ground you know, at a very low altitude, the ejection sequence becomes problematic. Uh, so, yeah, they'll they'll look at all of that. And uh, you're right, it can take up to a year, uh, depending how complex it is. But uh, I, I, I wouldn't think this one would be like that. I mean, you're going to look at things like, you know, whether she was strapped in right. Did, did she even separate from the seat? Uh, what happened? And uh, all the evidence is there. It's not at the bottom of an ocean or something like that. Well, our hearts certainly go out to Captain Jennifer Casey and, of course, uh, all of the snowbirds. Retired, retired Colonel Paul Millette, really appreciate the time uh, with us this afternoon. Thanks so much. Thank you. Take care. You as well. That's uh, Paul Millette, retired colonel who served 33 years with the Royal Canadian Air Force.